Well, hello and God bless you. Welcome to BlendCouragesYou.com, where we are here with the word of the Lord to help encourage you to stay on the wall for the Lord. My name is Blend, and it is a blessing to be here with all of you on this episode number 128 of our podcast. Well, BCU family, we're here to overcome the replay, that dreaded replay that goes on in our heads when things don't quite go our way in conversations. We've got another part to that that I would love to talk with you about. So please go ahead and take this time to get your Bibles, your notebooks, something to write with, a snack, and settle on in. Blend Encourages You is coming to you with Stopping the Replay forgiving yourself. That's what's coming up next. All right, BCU family, we are going to get into our podcast content momentarily. Right now, I would like to establish protocol. So if you are a longtime listener, thank you so very much for being here. We certainly do appreciate you. And if you happen to be a first time listener, you know what? Thank you so much. We certainly appreciate you being here as well. And I'm going to ask you to consider right now making our relationship permanent. So wherever you are listening from, if you're on the blendcouragesyou.com site, If you're on Stitcher Radio, Google Play, on iTunes, or now known as Apple Podcasts, or on SoundCloud, wherever you are listening from, do me a favor and go ahead and hit the subscribe button. That's all you have to do, and that gets you in as an official part of the BCU family. Welcome. So BCU family, last time we were together, we chatted about having those difficult and confrontational conversations, the ones that will end in hurt feelings or unresolved issues. When that happens, we tend to replay the conversation in our heads over and over again. Now, we learned that the root of the replay is lack of forgiveness, and it can also be the reaction or the inaction of the other party. So we'll talk about that separately. Let's get back to the forgiveness piece of things. We also talked about in regard to forgiveness, how it's important and very necessary. And we referenced that in Matthew chapter 18, that we have got to be sure that we forgive one another Otherwise, God cannot forgive us. And we talked about BCU family, how, you know, we do so many egregious things against God that we could never, ever, ever apologize enough for. There's nothing that we can do to uh, atone for our sins against God. And yes, Jesus went to the cross and he paid for all of our sins. That doesn't mean that we willfully and continually are able to sin. Uh, Romans chapter 6 tells us, should we continue in sin that grace may abound, God forbid. So when Jesus died on that cross and rose again, he died for our sins. So we didn't live in them, but 
that we can overcome living in sin. Now, that doesn't say that we live perfectly. Of course, there will be days when we slip up and mess up and things like that. Holy Ghost filled saints do not practice sinning willfully, intentionally, just sinning because of God's grace. So that sounds like another podcast we need to do. I just wanted to put that out there, felt led to do just that. So um, with the forgiveness piece of things, I'd like to take this opportunity to look at forgiveness in a different light um, because we often think about forgiving other people. There are times where we need to forgive ourselves. In the book of James, chapter three, verse number two, uh, the author reminds us that in many things we offend all meaning at some point we have offended or wronged someone. So what I'd like you to do, BCU family, is think back to a time where you were the person that offended someone and that a party had to come to you or have a a conversation with you about whatever it was that you did or did not do or said or whatever the case may be. So, Once you realize that you were wrong in what you were doing, you profusely apologize to the individual. Perhaps you talk about, you know, what you can do to make amends if that is appropriate. And of course, there are promises to not do it again and all of those types of things. And you and the person that was offended, you just go on about your business. Now, after the dust settles from that conversation and the day or evening wears on, you may start to reflect on what was said between you and the person. And that is totally fine. You know, we just, you know, you're cleaning or driving home and you just reflect over the day and you think about the conversation. What seems to surface is that depending on where you are in your heart and in your walk with Christ and and if you're walking in the spirit and guarding um, your heart, if you will, If you start to really harp on the fact about how wrong you were and what you did that was so egregious to the other person, certain feelings start to surface. And those feelings can be sadness, sorrow, shame, and guilt. So sadness sounds like You know, I I can't believe that I did that. Sorrow. I am so sorry. I was wrong. I didn't realize it. You know, I did do this and, and I missed it. The shame. I really feel badly about what I did. I feel terrible. I know better. And and how did I miss that? And the guilt. I don't deserve to be a friend, a spouse, a father, a sister, a cousin, a mom. I always mess up. When am I going to get it right? I'm blah, blah, blah years old. Um, Good people don't do this. Safe people don't do that. You know, if I was really half the person that I said I was, um, I, I wouldn't be doing it. And then also worry can sometimes creep in. What will people think that I did? about what, I, what it was that I did or didn't do. 
You know, how am I going to be able to hold my head up? You know, I can't go back there. I can't talk to them. I've got to cut them off. I've got to avoid the person that I offended. BCU family, these are just quick examples. The list can go on and on. And I am here to tell you that when we are allowing our thoughts to bully and beat us up like that, in most cases, we have not forgiven ourselves. And that, BCU family, is a trick of the enemy. So once we have asked God for forgiveness from the heart, which, by the way, God's forgiveness is automatic and the sin is forgotten immediately, and we have asked forgiveness from the person that we have offended, and by the way on that, Depending on the situation, the actual offense, the history that you may have with this person, they may not be ready to accept your apology and your request for forgiveness right off. Um, they may need you know, some time to process it or to take it to the Lord or what have you. Now, uh, you know, in the best case scenario, which is what we'd like, of course, is that the person forgives immediately. That's what we'd like to see. Again, it all depends on the situation. And that's a whole other podcast. What I'm going to say to you is that if someone doesn't uh, want to accept your apology or doesn't want to forgive you right away, give them time, BCU family. Just do what you need to do. Give them time. Pray about it and allow the Lord to heal their heart from what happened. So, um, what I'm trying to say here, though, is, is that once you have apologized, once you have asked forgiveness, uh, there is no need to feel condemned. And looking up the, the definition for condemnation or being condemned really quickly, it means that there is no sentence or guilty verdict attached to what you did. Now, Romans chapter 8, verse 1 reminds us that there is therefore now, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So for my spirit filled or Holy Ghost filled believers, we are no longer condemned. So condemnation, guilt, shame, worry and excessive grief. Sometimes we will grieve over what we did, we didn't do or what we missed or what have you. This all comes from the replay in our minds, which does not come from God. This comes from the enemy whose one purpose is to bring these thoughts to our minds, to torment us and to render us ineffective in other areas of our lives. If these thoughts and, and about what we did or didn't do consume us, how is it that we can be effective for Christ? There's no way. And I'm also here to tell you, BCU family, there is not one scripture that supports that we need to accept the enemy's bullying thoughts about our past failures. Romans chapter, I'm sorry, Revelation chapter 12, verse number 10 reminds us that the enemy is the accuser of the brethren. So whenever your thoughts are bullying you or beating you up or bringing you down in your spirit, I'm here to tell you that is not 
God, especially if it's continual like that. That's not God. The Lord is going to bring things to us gently and it's going to draw us to him. The way that the Lord comes and, and how he talks to our hearts will bring us to a place of repentance where, you know, our hearts are, are sorrowful and, and wanting to do better. When we are being accused when there's condemnation there. That's different from conviction. God convicts us and it's gentle and it's loving and it's drawing us to him. When we are being condemned, it's the voice of, you know better. You shouldn't do this. You, you, you're saved. You're full of the spirit. Spirit filled people don't do this. Or this is the fourth time this month. You know, all of those type things, that's condemnation. And that can only come from the enemy. Okay. Only from the enemy. So we need to recognize when God is speaking to us and when the enemy is speaking to us. So once again, just to be clear, BCU family, that God will convict us to the point of repentance. And once we do, God forgives us and forgets about the offense as should we. The only thing we should take from what we did was the lesson that we learned so that we don't become a repeat offender. Amen. So what we're going to take away is the lesson and not the guilt, shame, worry, grief, or condemnation that the enemy brings. So if you find that the thought of your past mistakes are really bringing you down in spirit, starting to affect you to bring on depression or um, stress, or you're starting to feel anxiety or anything like that, uh, the Word of God does have an antidote for you, and that is in the book of Philippians. Uh, one of my favorite scriptures, I say that about a lot of scriptures, I have a lot of favorites, but this one is one that um, I learned early in my saved life and has just stuck with me uh, for years and really is something that we want to apply uh, on a daily basis. So Philippians chapter four, everybody, and we're going to go to verse number eight. So what Paul told the Philippians, and this is for us as well. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, are of a good report. If there is any virtue or truth to it, and if it's praiseworthy, think on these things. So I'm here to say to you, BCU family, and I'm not saying it, the word of God is saying it. I'm just repeating it, that if it's true, that's what we think about. If it's honest, that's what we want to think about. If it's just or righteous, that's what we think about. If it's pure, if it's 100%, that's what we want to think about. If it's lovely, that's what we want to think about. If it's of a good report, that's what we want to think about. If there's any virtue, if there's truth to it, if it's good, and if it's something to praise God for, those are the things that we want to think about. And when you hold up the bullying of your thoughts to the light of God's word, 
We just need to put those thoughts out of our mind. And we can do that by simply meditating on the word of God or just saying Jesus in the name of Jesus. Start just begin to give God praise because part of what Philippians 4 and 8 says is that if there be any praise. So think about what will 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 just bring you to the point of praising God. Think about having your life, health and strength or what the Lord has done for you or how he's blessed you or even thanking him for the lesson that you learned in the offense. That's something to give God praise for. That's something that's virtuous. That's of a good report. That's lovely. That's pure. God's lessons are pure. They're just, they're righteous, they're honest, and they're true. So why don't we turn things around and think about those things and the thoughts that are coming from the enemy? They've got to go. There is a devotional song that we sang, and I took it old school. Maybe I should say praise and worship, but praise and worship devotional. Uh, you all know what I am speaking of that says, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we have the victory. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Satan has got to flee. Tell me who can stand before us when we call on that great name, Jesus, 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 we have the victory. So that's what we want to think on, BCU family. Yes, there will be times where we do not get it right. We're not dwelling on that. We want to dwell on the lesson once again and all of the things that are listed in Philippians chapter four, verse number eight. So we don't want to spend time on anything else but that. Amen. Amen. I've got to tell you, BCU family, there is something about that song in the name of Jesus that just stirs up my spirit. Do you hear me? It is such a comforting reminder um, of God's just his ever presence and how he is here for us. And that when something is going awry in our thought life where the enemy is coming in, with these negative thoughts and he's trying to set up residence, you know, he will come in with a thought or two. And if we start to entertain those thoughts, then he'll come in and bring some more to avalanche us and to ambush us. And many times uh, when these things happen, we are not in a place where we can get to our prayer closet or go to get on our knees or you know, to get a quiet place and talk to God about it. Um, we're in the middle of the day. We're at work. You know, we're in the line at the market. You know, we are in a class or or just, you know, taking care of, of a, a family member or whatever it is that we do. And we can't get away for that moment. But you can say within yourself and you don't even have to say it aloud if it's not uh, appropriate for you to do so. You know, if you're in school or what have you, you know, you can just say within your heart, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And there's something about that name, Jesus, that's comforting to you. And it's uncomfortable to the enemy of your soul. And he will take up his weapons, those thoughts and flee. And that's what, what the word of God and calling on Jesus is designed to do is to bless us so that we can be victorious in all areas of our lives, including our thoughts.
Amen. Amen. So far, BCU family, in this series, we have talked about overcoming the replay by forgiving others as well as forgiving ourselves. So we've got a third and final part to this series, and that's in the way of how do we deal with the reaction of someone when we approach them or their inaction after we've approached them. So you'll want to stay tuned for the third part of this series. I am positive with God's help, uh, this will bless you. So I'd love to know what you're thinking about this series so far. So listen, if you're not already here, please head on over to the blendcouragesyou.com site. There is a comment section that is just ripe for hearing what your thoughts are around the replay. So go ahead and post your comments and we can continue our conversation. This is Blend from BlendCouragesYou.com. Thank you all so much for tuning in. And Lord will, until the next time we are together. May our awesome God continue to bless you, keep you, make his face shine upon you, and give you peace as you stay on the walk.